Hello, this is Austin from the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. You're listening to the Magic Hour Way Podcast with Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. And I hope you're liking it as much as I am. I'm just rolling on the ground with laughter. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. <laughs> uh, you enjoying it like I am? That's good. That's good. Anyway, here's looking at you. Here's treats. Don't turn, don't punch that button. I'm not through. Talking. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Oh my God! I just love Ed Asner. Oh, oh my God, he's so awesome. Carl Fredrickson is the best man. I can't believe he did that for us, and it's just so perfect. Yeah, it's just oh man, Ed Asner, you thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, Grady Goodness. Well, look, guys, look, Asante Sana, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Hour Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. In case you're listening to us from India or wherever, Ghana, any part of where, Ghana, anything. All on the that Ghana. Ghana app as the biggest podcasting platform in India. Look, we are Artistic Buffs, and we're talking about Disney stuff. And this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRWay.com is where you can find us. For today, we present the five senses of Walt Disney World brought to you by our own longtime week and listener X, or now known as Professor X, Keith. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And on this show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment, where we focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey. And as always, to join our discussion, we have our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Doing good. It's a lovely day to feel truly magical and whatnot. How are you guys doing? It is a magical day, isn't it? Yeah. I can feel it in my bones. That's right. You can feel it, taste it, see it, hear it. All those senses. All the senses. All the senses. Got to touch it. And the guy that is in touch with all of his senses is our resident travel agent from Magical Moments Vacations, the Shaggy T.A., Lee Lastavica. Hey, Lee. Yes, all the senses, uh, but mostly taste. <laughs> oh. All the senses, but no massage. That's a good point. <laughs> Could you please elaborate on that? And But, you know, speak slowly. I think Eli said it best. Oh, he did. He did. He did. But look, guys, as I mentioned, man, we have a great show for you today. We're talking about... The way Walt Disney World and, and you know even Disneyland, we we spoke about some of the attractions of Disneyland, and I'm not going to say some because all of it, it's both parks, maybe all the parks. Our essential experience. It's the Disney experience. The Disney park experience. Disney parks is branded. Parks. Disney parks experience around the world. How they affect all five senses. And yes, we talk about Walt Disney World and Disneyland, but Lord knows the same thing they employ in Tokyo Disneyland, in Euro Disneyland, well, yeah. Euro Disneyland, Disneyland Paris. Disneyland Paris, I'm sorry, Shanghai Disneyland, Hong Kong. All the same techniques apply to all those different parks. And we're about to explore with you. Even though we're talking about this microcosm, we're talking about all the Disney parks. How Disney oh. engages your senses to fully immerse you into the experience you're having. Exactly. All five. All five. And what a more perfect person to come on the show and talk about this is our very own. He used to be known as Listener X, but no, you're more than just listening. He, you're learning now. This is Professor X. X. Keith. 
Keith. Keith. Keith Schneider. He's coming on the show, and it's going to be a great experience. He was Keith. He was Keith. And yes. then he he again converted to Islam and became he <laughs> Professor X. Yes. Professor yeah, X. he yes, gave right. up his name. Gave up his name. That's Absolutely. Right. So, Mohicans, ladies and gentlemen, let, we're about to learn some awesome sensual stuff. Yeah, All touch five it. Five sensual. Ooh, see stuff it with Professor X. Enough of our jibber jabber. Let's go get some senses. Let's go get sensual. Let's go feel it. Let's go <laughs> yeah. hear it. Let's go taste it. Let's go. Let's get all up in it. All in it. And here we are on the hub, and this is the main topic segment of our show. And as I stated at the beginning, we are talking about the five senses of Walt Disney World. All five? All five. All cinco, I think. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, five. five. That's right. All right. So I'm going to turn over the classroom to Professor X. Professor X, we are your students for today. Uh, educate us. Well, thank you guys for coming back to class. But first off, I wanted to give you guys a pop quiz. Oh, no. Pop quiz. I got to go to the bathroom. I'm out. I'm out. No hall pass, Danny. Damn. I don't do well with these things. So I wanted to make sure you guys were paying attention in our last class. So I wanted to talk about how Disney influences your senses without you guys even knowing it when you're inside the Disney parks. Oh, good. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I, I want to do a little exercise with you, a little pop quiz. So first of all, I need for you guys to kind of uh, close your eyes. Okay. Mm. Close my eyes. Okay. Mm. My eyes are closed. So let's um, let's pretend you guys are first time in the parks and specifically wait, 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 wait. in the I'm, Magic I'm still, I'm still imaging it. Hold up. Okay. I'm just I'm trying to put myself That's in. That's right. In bitch, the mode. Bitch press you know? the image. Bitch yes. press the image. Absolutely. Can we play some music where I feel like I'm walking through oh, the park? Oh, can we have the... I need the, to mentally place myself there. Yeah. All right. I just bought my ticket and took a picture. There you hey. go. <sighs> All right. <laughs> and I wanted to pretend that you're not at Disney World for, you know, you guys are not experts or veterans at Disney World, that you're basically at Disney World for the first time. Oh, okay. Yes. And let's pretend specifically that you are in the Magic Kingdom and that you are on Main Street, USA. Right there, man. Ah, yes. I feel it. Mm-hmm. Do we know what time of year this is? Or uh... Could be whatever you want. Oh, okay. okay. Nice. All right. So starting to get the, you know, visualization. Yeah. I'm, I'm visualizing. People are bumping into me. It's summertime. Oh. It almost sounds like I'm trying to hypnotize you guys, but I'm not. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, put the lights down low and, you know, you're starting to feel sleepy. No. And sexy. Hey. Uh, I'd suggest opening your eyes in a hurry, Eli. <laughs> what is that touching me? <laughs> Stop. No touching. Take Teacher's, teacher Kevin's touching. No questions. No questions. <laughs> Sip, Professor, deprivation. All right. Do I need to go, do I need to change seats with you guys? All right, Kevin. You, you get up, Kevin. You sit up in the front. <laughs> get right. away from. Yeah. Get away from um, Eli. And Changes. you sit in the front and keep your hands to yourself. Teacher, yeah. teacher, uh, Kevin is smelling Eli's seat. Yeah. It, it is so warm in this <laughs> lovely little is. aura that I, I just, it's like a comforter. I, I mean, know. I know you like it, Kevin, but you got to get away from it, but leave the oil right here. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, it just, I'm enveloped in, I'm, I'm like so surrounded like Main Street USA right now. I'm mm. all up in the But in it's the not sight. Main Street, it's Eli. Yeah. Get all up in this sight and sound. Wait, I'm failing the quiz. Yeah. When can we open our eyes? This is getting uncomfortable. I got to refocus. Uh, uh, All right, open your eyes, everybody. So you're on Main Street, USA. Tell me the uh, senses that you're um, seeing, feeling, smelling, whatever. I just smell that dude that passed me. Good God. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I smell B.O. Jeez. I I didn't shower this morning, but. uh, The hands reach out and like grab my nostril hairs. It's it's just so painful. (laughs) 
You just looked so happy. I smell my own it. breath from the face mask. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> go back to your visualization. This is not post-COVID now, Danny. Oh, oh post-COVID. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. You're not wearing a mask. Popcorn. I smell popcorn. Okay. I smell cookies. Mm. Cookies. Coffee. Coffee. Bread. Or bread. I'm oh. hearing the song from Up playing in the background. I'm hearing the clip-clap noises of the horse. Oh, that's a good one. I like mm. that. Oh, yes. I smell the horse. <laughs> I see balloons. Uh, yes. I see dead people. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. That's your sixth sense. Oh, oh. That's your sixth sense. Oh, oh my oh. bad. Stay, staying within the yeah, five. My stay, but don't go to the light. Don't go to the light. No. That sense will be for another time, Danny. Yeah, maybe we, a Halloween episode. Maybe, maybe when we're making pottery together. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Ooh, ooh. I... Haven't heard from you, Lee. Do you have any senses or? Yeah, uh, yeah. I smelled the horse. I smelled, you know, the Brazilian tour group. Uh, Lee, yeah. I know you're not raising your hand, but I'm calling on you. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all right there, Mister Professor X. Uh, Lee's got a note. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Mister Cotta, Mister Cotta. <laughs> oh, oh. What? What? Professor X. Ooh, sorry, what? Lee could not be in what? class. Signed, Danny's mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Let's talk about one one of the senses that you guys mentioned is the smell of popcorn and the smell of cookies and coffee specifically. So let's talk about the sense of smell first. So Disney uses what's called sm- smellizers. So they'll pump specific smells from the bakery. Keith, I think it's smellitzer. Smellitzer, yeah. Smellitzer? Yeah, All right. So Disney has specific smellitzers. Smellitzers. Okay. It's a German whatever, word. Whatever you want to call it. Disney got those too. All the smells. <laughs> yeah. So they basically pump smells uh, specifically from the Main Street Bakery and, you know, other areas to have that smell of delicious foods that you guys are smelling to go down onto Main Street USA to have you walk into the bakery and buy some cookies. Oh, wow. So you also, when you first walk into the park, you sometimes smell popcorn. I mean, popcorn has definitely a very distinct smell. So that once again, that wants you to go in and buy some popcorn even at 8 o'clock in the morning. So Disney has a lot of these kind of these smells. You know, they also have it coming out of restaurants and kind of World Showcase. So it's purposely done at Disney World. And it's probably only one of the few places where it's done artificially that I can think of. Can't think of anywhere else where you would smell an artificial smell and make you want to like buy a food. I mean, a lot of times a bakery's pushing out a real bakery smell. Like if you're walking down Bourbon Street in New Orleans, well, you're probably getting different smells then. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like the smell of piss to make you want to buy a drink. <laughs> but, you know, if you're walking down New Orleans, you're probably smelling restaurant cooking or whatever. But that's you know, they're actually that's legitimate smells. But Disney's the only one that puts out these artificial smells. I, I usually smell the strippers' desperation. Downtown. <laughs> That's it. Reverse that. I, I think they smell your desperation. <laughs> he can he can sniff that out a mile away. It smells like the bub's piss by desperation. Isn't that your, <laughs> isn't that your cologne desperation? <laughs> desperation now, to be exact. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of a off the top of my head. I'm sure there's other people who have done it, but, but just other locations that just yeah that have piped in smells that really kind of make you desire something. Uh, but yeah. Uh, 
I mean, I, I don't know. Obviously, yes, they would prefer you to walk in there and grab a cookie or grab a coffee or whatever. But I don't know. I just sometimes good food just makes you happy. Just the smell of it. Like I smell popcorn, but I don't need to buy popcorn, you know? Yeah, it just puts you in a good mood. It just puts you in a good mood. I definitely think about it, though, mm. at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but like popcorn sure. attaches you to like you say, like fairs and like, I mean, I know we're talking about Disney, but like overall amusement parks, like, you know, that's kind of like the theme you get that popcorn is usually affiliated with, if not movies. Movies in general, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just movies in general. And what, what do you associate with movies but popcorn? And what are we here to do? We're, you know, this whole company that's built off of movies, cartoons, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense, right? It's That's a, that's a like a number one smell would be popcorn. Yeah, keep it fictional. Well, I mean, a lot of their attractions, like, I mean, shoot, there's a part in Figment where it's built around Figment farting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a part the in... Skunk smell, right? Right. The same thing in uh, It's Tough to Be a Bug. You know, you get smells in, in a lot of the different Disney attractions and it it really helps enhance the experience if that didn't work if that smell didn't come out of there and it wasn't that it, you know and they they do it perfectly where it's unpleasant but it doesn't linger it just it's boom it hits you and it's gone yeah, i mean that's part of that immersive experience that you know disney's so great at doing what is y'all's favorite smell like in, in a disney attraction in the disney parks what's your favorite one in a disney attraction or uh, if we went attraction yeah let's go let's try it with attractions first. okay what would be your favorite my favorite would be that evergreen smell in soren that's a great no, i usually smell. love the orange yeah. smell but for some reason when we get to the evergreen smell it's so crisp it is and you're, you're on the mountains with the trees yes that's it crisp that's the perfect word for it um because there's that and then i think the second place one for me would be the ocean it's very close yeah i love the whenever i smell the ocean those smells those two smells make me really happy you know and just i think calm calm just calm and relax and think makes me think of vacation serene Yes, serene and peace. Woosah. It does. It does do that for you. Smells can can go a long way. Like when we pass by the Rome burning scene, that's my favorite in the attraction. Like I always like the smell of leaves burning, and it's not quite the same thing, but it's just such a cool, unexpected thing for a dark ride, right? Absolutely. It smells so cool there. Right. Like every other uh, smell in the attraction just kind of makes sense. Like they, they even almost build around the smell. But that's just something subtle that just happens there in a little dark ride. You're not even aware of it. It's like, oh, wow. And it and it hits you. Uh, so that's that's probably my favorite use of a smell and an attraction that I can think. And that's of. been around for a while. Yeah. E. Well, it's not a ride anymore though. But uh, the smell of jasmine always cheers me up. <laughs> the smell of jasmine. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah. That Phil her magic. Oh. magic. Yeah, yeah. They used to spray jasmine when she would fly by. Fly by you. Well, the pastry smell or the 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 when they, when they're. What doing the number uh, uh, be your guess right. be our guess mm-hmm. that's a great one outside of that though uh, a, a turkey leg smell like that's a distinctive smell that's a very yeah, that's yes. fair that's fair because no matter where I go I know because it's got the the smokehouse kind of yeah that's one of those smells you can kind of taste if that makes any sense yes yeah like you, yeah. you it's almost like I know like I haven't tasted that yet but I'm ninety percent sure I know what that tastes like exactly. just because the smell is so. Casey's like that. That's my favorite food place smell. Kind of makes your mouth water. Yeah. Yeah. You just know what to expect. uh, Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm like Scooby-Doo when I'm around (laughs) a turkey leg smell. Like, I know it. It's crazy. (laughs) 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 It's like, yeah, you want to ride a... You want to ride... What was it? What was the... um, Hey, Credit Coaster, you want to ride a Credit Coaster again? (laughs) 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 (laughs)
you know, it's not like it's a very pleasant smell, but there is something about pirates uh, when you just get in there and you, you get up to the queue and you're about to get in the boat and the, maybe it's the smell of the water, but it's it's not necessarily like, oh, that's just such a beautiful smell, but like it smells like nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the mood, yeah. Yeah, that's the Polynesian lobby. That's what that's what that used to be, like when you used to walk in there and, and you would get that that mildewy smell, which was kind of unpleasant, but so welcoming at the same time that you <laughs> miss it when they got rid of it. So yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I, I, I love that. I love that. I love the smell of uh, Haunted Mansion as well. It's, all these these rides have a very distinctive smell even when they're not trying to accomplish it it's just the things just that they're saying, using yeah, yeah absolutely uh keith or professor mine is probably the the orange smell basically on soaring yeah that is a nice smell wonderful yeah. smell it's like cleanliness yeah i mean smell it just puts you kind of in a good mood and you know makes you makes you happy i mean it's interesting that there's whole like you know businesses out there where they try to you know with through candles or whatever they try to recreate those disney smells absolutely so obviously this is a thing <laughs> yes it's it, it's nothing we're making up i mean it really is special because you, you want to grab as much of the park as you can to take home with you and I mean, you're trying to entertain your senses at home and then the fact that there are people out there who figure out a way to bring smell home to you that is just that speaks that's a, a lot yeah it does it does speak a lot yeah i mean i think one of the more popular ones is the the smell of the grand floridian lobby mm. Yeah. Mm. and there's just again there's just like you it's it's interesting that you, okay so you're not smelling the furniture you're not smelling because or else all the lobbies would smell the same right but it's that particular right. it's the restaurants that are in in there it's this food court it's the smells from all that mingling in there and i'm sure they're pumping in yeah. or maybe it's what vanilla they, or citrus or what yeah. yeah and all the cleaning products that they use it's all coming together and forming a certain smell that is the Grand Floridian. Especially when they have the gingerbread house in there. Oh, yeah. The real killer is uh, Epcot Food and Wine. I mean... Oh, that's talking about world showcasing in themselves. Yeah, exactly. So hit, many smells. Hit Germany, you messed up. Yeah, but I, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to give that one a taste. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get oh, to yeah, that taste. yes, of course. Yeah, we're jumping ahead a little bit. With <laughs> oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But, but no, yeah, no, you're right. You caught does. up. You caught up. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I have another one. It's a very kind of odd one, and you guys will probably not even notice it or whatever. So, And it's just, it's one of my Thanksgiving history kind of things. It's kind of real interesting. Is So everywhere, when I, when I used to go on Malstorm, and get off the ride. You know how you kind of walk through the different gift shops and you got that big troll there? Yes. So the store that's, I think it's still there, that's next to the troll store is a perfume store. Oh, God, yeah, the spirit, yeah, Norway, yes, yes. Right, so they have a distinct perfume. I think it's called Layla, L-A-I-L-A. That's exactly what it is, because my sister makes me pick it up every time. Damn. Yep, and <laughs> I actually, I mean, I'm not a big cologne or perfume guy, but actually, I almost bought that because I just love that smell. And the whole Thanksgiving tie to it is every single time I'm there, the guy that invented that perfume is there. Is always there. Yes. I had a bag autographed by him for my sister. That was her Christmas present. And yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. This like very Norwegian guy. Yeah. I know. And, and like, I thought I did something special for him. I'm like, look, here you go. And the guy autographed. Yeah. I get like two of these. Wow. <laughs> so he's apparently there all the time. Uh, all right. I thought it was wow. just Thanksgiving. But that smell. To me, kind of reminds me, hey, I'm in Norway. It's just weird. No, you know what? It is. I'm, I'm joking, but no, that's exactly when we got it. Her's autograph was during Thanksgiving. That's when we were there, when that happened. That's when we went to the neighbor. You remember you were invited, but you had to work? Yeah, I, yes, I remember. And, and you, you're welcome. 
Yeah, just all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, smell, it's just, it, I mean, smell is very interesting, and we're going to get into some other of the senses in a second, but smell is one of those senses where you could smell something, and it'll take you right back to a certain location or certain experience that you had in Disney World. Absolutely. So, all right, so let's go back to our exercise. Close your close your eyes again. Oh, boy. Can we get You're away from me? <laughs> again. Besides smell, what else do you smell, hear, whatever, you know, see, whatever? We're doing smells again? No, no, besides smell, we're in Main Street. We're all Main Street. What do you? What else do you sense? I I, I hear the song from... Well, while. what about the music on Main Street? Yeah, that's what I hear. That's like music that is very indicative of a certain time frame. Yeah, it's... I mean, to Lee's point, it's time frame from, you know, that kind of that Main Street era. And, you know, Disney definitely is the king of... Um, king of sound, I guess if you want to uh, call it, where they have different sounds pretty much in not only different lands. Like, you'll walk in Adventureland, you'll hear that drum you know drum sound kind of jungle sounds the tiki drums yeah yep or you'll be in Frontierland. you'll have that banjo sound kind of that that twanging kind of sound so they not only have sounds in specific lands but they have sounds in just like like a 10 foot area of the park and it's almost a sound cue going from one location to another kind of a good example is that so if you're in discovery island in the animal kingdom and you're heading towards pandora you'll first hear kind of that normal animal kingdom kind of background kind of music and as you cross the bridge going into pandora the music will subtly change and you'll start hearing kind of like crickets and kind of these weird kind of animal pandora kind of sounds setting you up that you're going to this futuristic world and obviously once you get into pandora you then hear the sound changes again but it's only about that 20 foot span when you're on that bridge that you'll get these visual cues that's so yeah then you also smell the pandulce so that's oh, the pandulce what's a pandulce i don't know Is okay that that big flower <laughs> plant thing pandulce it's mexican bread oh, it's mexican, mexican bread. bread is it sweet yeah, I'm I've thinking sopa pia. Yeah, like sweet bread. It's like a sweet bread. Oh, sweet bread. It's any any kind of bakery goods. It's like a gen- the general title is pan dulce. Ah. ah. Pan dulce. Pan dulce. It's going to go with Pandora. Pandora. It goes right ah, with Pandora. Okay, okay. Yeah, like Pandora. Gotcha. Like Panera, but Pandora. <laughs> so, you know, sound is one of those where it's, it's basically there, but you don't even realize it when you're there. Yeah, that's the best thing about it is it's happening subliminally. Like, you don't really notice it. It's in the background. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Until you kind of sell yourself into a land because you're walking, you're talking, you're taking everything in, and this is all happening. And because it's not necessarily, unless you're a real Disney fan, it's not necessarily familiar music. But yeah, it's happening subliminally, man. You barely <laughs> notice it as it, as it happens uh, as, as you transition because you're walking, talking in the park. So when you get a chance to settle in, because the music's not necessarily familiar, you're able to let it kind of just happen in your brain until you really can kind of pay attention because it's not necessarily something that you know. And something that you know sticks out. Like if if something you knew was playing, it would bam, it would jump out in your brain. But because it's something that you don't know, it's just little sounds, little beats, tribal drums, that kind of thing. It just, it works beautifully the way that they go ahead and get your mind subtly transformed. Way to manipulate the senses. And yeah, it's not like they're shouting out to you from some attraction or some ride trying to give you sound to get you to come into it. Now you're just, as you travel into, for example, Galaxy's Edge, you don't hear like Star Wars music blaring, like, hey, come check out Galaxy's Edge. Uh, You know, you just, 
walk through and little by little you start to hear these space age and star wars ish sounds uh and it could be music and it could be little droid beeps and all this different stuff but there's somewhere there's this transition between land a and land b that you don't notice until you're fully immersed and once you're immersed then you hear it full blast they're so good at that transition that it just you don't hear it and even notice it until you're fully in it even moving beyond like the background ambient noises, I mean, it, the use of it in attractions, in parades, the way, could you possibly imagine riding Star Tours and not having the Star Wars soundtrack playing behind you? Oh, yeah. As no, you're weird. swooping in and out of the Death Star or, you know. It's like Winnie the Pooh, right? You got the right. Winnie the Pooh theme and all through the chase. It's it, pretty awesome. It just puts you in the mood and you kind of, you feel like you're there, even though what you're really taking in, very little of it is the sound. It's mostly the sights and the, the impressions that you're getting and, and, and trying to follow along with what's happening and, and noticing different things that you've never seen before. But that sound, without that, it's like, it's not the same. It, it's just it's a quiet little ride it doesn't doesn't do as much I well mean, yeah but look a uh, perfect real perfect example is a haunted mansion right i yeah. mean if you don't have the sound of the narrator guide you through the whole thing i mean that ride is not the same that attraction pretty much dictates that you have to listen well not only that i mean that's a great point because i mean the sound that they use in the haunted man it's the same song but at the beginning it's like a funeral dirge and then it kind of becomes a little it, it slowly as you go throughout the attraction they tweak it's the exact same song but the sound's kind of tweaked and now it's uppy now it's like a more of a jazzy number at the, at the very but that's what it is when by the time you get off the ride it's 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 become full-blown blown jazzy number it's a ballroom waltz at one point in time when you're watching the ghost in there but it's the exact same song and it's the way they manipulate sound you don't even realize it so yeah same thing with parades imagine watching and i know it's not there anymore but like illuminations when it gets to that culmination and the fireworks just explode it it causes a feeling in you yeah you, you it chokes you up a little bit they just know how to synchronize sound with what's happening to where it just brings out the maximum experience experience that's exactly it i mean it brings out all the emotions I'll tell you what the sound used to almost bring me to tears is that freaking spectral magic soundtrack i don't know why it's just every time i hear that 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 sound that music it mm-hmm. just makes me so happy well yeah i can see that i mean same thing with the electrical water pageant like if we were just sitting there eating our dinner at narcoozies and a little water pageant just floated along and it was like oh look at the little blinking lights over there but it's the sound like like where they do it all that <laughs> like you're running out there like oh my god i gotta see this it's like they're announcing something's about to happen and a very retro sound and right he's like oh it's a water pageant and then when it switches over to uh <laughs> The flags, the patriotic yeah. is like, you're a grand, and that whole thing. Matt, again, without the sound, it's just flashy, blinky. It's a Christmas house. It's a Christmas house, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's awesome. I mean, Dan, if, if you think about it, sound also can, you know, there's different types of music, like, oh, that music's from the 70s or that music's from the 80s. So that, that music can take you back to a certain time frame, bringing back nostalgia, you know, like, oh, I remember this from the 1970s or 80s or my first time in Disney World or whatever. Sure. And to your point, I mean, like that's a great thing about sound. It's the easiest thing to recreate at home. When you're at home, you can go ahead and put on music from the parks and really you're listening to the exact same music you feel like you're right back there in your mind at least if you close your eyes and you, you can just listen to it you're it's not like 
when you try to do your version of a lapu lapu right. <laughs> right. or your version of a Mickey waffle or whatever it is, I mean, you can get as close as you can. It's never going to taste as good as the one in Disney does. It's, you know, you can watch a video, but it's never going to be as good as standing on Main Street. The sound is going to work no matter where you're at. I mean, it, it, when you just boil it down to the sound, it's going to it's going to work fine whether you're in your car or whether you're in the parks. It's just the visuals and everything else that add to that sound that make it something more. So that's the other great thing about sound. It's the easiest thing to recreate when you're at home and you're looking for your Disney fix. And that's not an insult to the people who make the candles. But uh, yeah, the <laughs> the music's a little bit more accurate. Yeah, it's interesting. So not only is you know sound kind of in the parks, but one time when I was in Wilderness Lodge, walking around at night with you know my wife and my son, we heard the sound of crickets. And we're like, there's no crickets. And then we realized it was coming out of a speaker, just setting that mood that you're in the, in the woods, you know? So it's fascinating how they kind of do those little subtle cues. And, you know, you subconsciously don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah, I got the same sound coming out of my bedroom, the crickets. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the sound of desperation right there. Sound of silence. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man! But no, that's like the same thing that you get like when you walk into the. It's tough to be a bug theater. Like you can hear crickets and sounds of bugs all around you as you're walking through. And by the time you're into that lobby, now the bugs are singing the thing to Annie. <laughs> right, and it, and it set the mood. You know, yes, it's exactly it. And now you're hearing the bugs humming along, and then all of a sudden, what was just noise before is now song. So yeah, no, it's it really clever the way they go ahead and do that. And they really don't, and they really think about this too. Is like Disney since they're not you know acquiring all this IP and stuff I mean that's gonna make it even more important to have sound and music in it right because I like you say you have the Muppets so you know you gotta have the Muppets theme music in there anybody that goes in there is gonna know what they're gonna hear like you know when uh, Avengers you know comes through there I mean they're gonna have all the heroic theme music and whatnot. I mean that's gonna be a, a huge part of that future attraction as well if we ever get to see it in our lifetime <laughs> speaking of all the sound stuff I mean that's not even in, in you know poor little ad for them it's not even taking into account all the live music they used to have in the in the park oh. that you would just stop by and just enjoy uh you know people playing what was the name of that instrument kevin in, in the animal kingdom what was that oh the uh, uh the oh shoot the, the little african instrument yes. the gourd yeah cora there you go yeah man well, we were a just cora. sitting there and just chilling out and just relaxing and enjoying that i mean it, it, sound is such an important part I mean, to have all these live music acts. So Disney knows. They the Sintar. What was that? Remember the time we went? Yeah, that's what Sintar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Sintar was, that's another one of the gore is what that was. Is well, I thought they were all playing well, together. is when we were sitting at that little, that little uh, not buffet, but the food court thing in the in, in Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're talking about Harambe Market? Or? Yeah, Harambe Market. And Market, I was thinking yes. of something different. Yeah, then. no, yeah. and we were in the uh, Asian, uh, India area. We had the Sitar guy playing the, all that too. Yeah, well, that we just goes to show there's just so much music. There's a lot of music. Yeah, it just goes to your point yeah because we were just humming with it it enhances the parade it enhances the attractions it enhances everything what is your guys favorite sound in the parks oh Ooh, god that's a great, great question i mean we won't do it for all the senses but i think sounds a good one i know mine it's actually my ringtone it's a really weird one though so at the end of living with the land there's a distinct sound it, it and it, i have it now as my ringtone it's right at the end of the ride it's like these drums kick up and then they got it's almost like flute music it's at the end it's it's the music in the beginning but it's distinctly the music at the end i have that as my ringtone and i also when at my wedding when we walked in me and my wife for the first time as there was 
Inception, we use the exit music from Fantasmic. You know, copyright. Yeah, so those are my two. Okay. Uh, so if we're going to go to uh, past, I'll give it to Illuminations, that, that culmination, at the, that crescendo that you hear. When it goes dun 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 that that yeah yep. yeah we, we'd absolutely. play it for y'all but you know we don't want to you know get our video pulled and so there was that but I mean really I mean when it comes down to it it's the funeral dirge that you get when you walk right into the haunted mansion is uh as you walk in I mean and that's just music I mean I guess I could even go a different way with sound like. The moment my magic band presses against it and I hear the ding, so oh my fast pass is good. Good. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought it expired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I got a chance. Yes. Oh man, Kev, we get one. Oh man, I've been thinking about it, and my sound, my favorite sound used to be when I'd hear the the drums of Future Core coming because I knew there was a performance coming. You know, you hear that in the distance and stuff. But I think, I guess, I don't know if it's still there, but it, the. One of my favorite sounds is that I'm like on the other side of World Showcase and I hear the Japanese drums, uh, the taiko drums over at Japan. So yeah, that's awesome. That's like, awesome. You, know, you hear that. It's like, ah, oh, there they are over there. It's just, it's just one of the many layers of sounds, I guess, on World Showcase that just, I know, just makes me happy. I'm just like, oh, I'm really here. Yeah. <laughs> this is really, really cool. You know, I, I'll give you another one real quick, uh, and I'm sure you'll say the exact same thing. We use the exact same sound when we do any Q topics. The monorail oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, that is a good sound. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good. And that's a subtle sound. Yeah. Yeah. If you're taking it away from music, yeah, for sure. Wow. I, I like when the masseuse at Santa says, "Are you ready? Uh, <laughs> Are you ready?" Well, that's a vocal. That's, not <laughs> that's really a sound. You got to hear it. It's a sound. And he sounds exactly like Keith David when he does it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> Are you ready? Hey. <laughs> Come on, back to touch me, eh? Shiatsu Central. <laughs> Shiatsu Central. Yeah, yes. eucalyptus, baby. Hot Stone Massage Central. Yeah. Can you feel it? <laughs> I got the dollars. You're tensing, you're tensing. <laughs> Help you satisfied. Yes, I am. <laughs> I need a smoke. <laughs> Um, I I gotta say, um, I there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot, but I gotta say, all right, well, for sure, I did did that, dig that. Did you call it Kevin the centaur music? Centaur music, yeah, centaur music. I like that because that's kind of like otherworldly to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did dig that, and I, if we're not talking like musical themes and stuff like that, because like I attribute most stuff to movies, because like I I, I do like I do that's dig fine. That. You can go movies. Yeah, it's, it's all good. Okay, because like I mean, now I'm thinking though when we went to Disneyland. Though, and we went and checked out that Marvel area. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, I, does that still that still yes, relates? Because it's absolutely. okay. Yeah, look, I, I ain't gonna lie. Now, I know y'all remember this when we went and we went to the hangar and they were playing like all the like the like just that hero music and then like Captain America. Oh, when he walked out and gave us the thumbs up. Yeah, yes. And it just oh, it was like, like hey, Cap, Cap, thumbs got up. it. You got it. Like that's a part. That's a part where it's like you know that's the world I was in, and I was I was digging. It. I loved it. Wishes. I know it's not around Wishes. anymore, but yeah. See, right? Mm. Like oh, that little girl, little girl. Oh says, man, uh, yeah. Starlight, 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 starlight
It feels so good, but wishes. Oh yeah, I love that. Oh man, dude, if you if you have a daughter, if you have another, I know the chances that is you have a daughter, but uh, I know the chance of you having another daughter is slim to none. But if you do, you need to name her Mo Wishes. Mo Wishes. (laughs) Mo Wishes. You must really Mo Wish to be here. I did not see it coming that you. I was having a second child. Didn't see the first one either. (laughs) I love you, Mo Wishes. Mo Wishes love you too, Daddy. Yeah, I would. I would say that. Um, <laughs> All right, Lee. Like Lee, Lee yes. So for me, like I don't know why, but the entire Tomorrowland area, the sounds there just to they just overtake me while I'm there, and it adds with, of course, the the people mover swishing around above uh, above your head, and you got uh, astral orbiter going around, and you got all the the little futuristic architecture. It's just the whole thing comes together with that. That's the sounds that you hear in that area. It just takes me to another place. Yeah, I felt that way about the uh, future world before they they changed the music over there. Right. All right, so um, we did smells and we did sound. So let's talk about the one that you see mostly in the park is let's talk about your visuals. Actually, before we do that, I forgot one thing about sound before we transition over is one interesting fact about Main Street USA is... When you're walking down Main Street USA in the morning, the background music is more upbeat and faster. Towards the end of the day, when it's kind of quieter, you're tired, you're kind of dragging your feet and you're leaving, they they play softer Main Street background music. So they change the background music based on the time of the day. Man, Disney messing with my mind all the time. And my money. I think Main Street USA is only one of the places that they do that, but I wanted to mention that real quick before we uh, transition into visuals. So it's like you're drunk, you know, going home from the club. Like you ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk about sight. So you're now on Main Street USA, and what do you basically? What are you guys seeing? Castle, castle, elbows and elbows. Elbows and elbows. Yes, that's what low Lily Well, that's Lee elbowing somebody to get to the first ride he wants to get to. But so let's talk about the castle for a second. So the castle is, you know, one of the main draws that draws you down Main Street and draws draws you into the park. I'm sure you guys heard the term weenie before. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. (laughs) It's tough when you look in the mirror. (laughs) First thing comes to your mind. Well, I wasn't talking about that kind of weenie. I was talking about the weenies that are in the parks. Well, you eat hot dogs when you look in the mirror. Or <laughs> you eat them slowly while you're looking in the mirror. Yes. Well, I eat a hot dog. I eat a hot dog. You eat a hot dog. <laughs> You've seen this body before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. that's true. You're that right. is built by Oscar Mayer. That's it. <laughs> proud. I saw, proud your, I saw your mobile come through my uh, neighborhood the other day. Yeah, it was a good weedy, right? <laughs> <laughs> What neighborhood? You live in a swamp. That's <laughs> uh, true. I meant like area. I saw it on the interstate. It was a nutrient weedy. Is it? It was that boudin. Boudin weedy. Boudin weedy. You gotta get in a paddle boat to get to Kevin's house. So let's talk about Disney weenies for a second. <laughs> so, okay, this is serious now. So the weenie is an architectural concept named by Disney Imagineering to be describing a visual magnet that draws guests from one area in the park to another. So you're on Main Street USA. So the castle is basically the weenie that's drawing you more into the park and to the hub. 
So let's let's talk about the castle for a minute, and let's talk about a term that you guys probably heard before about forced perspective. Yes. Okay, yes. So forced perspective is having objects or buildings appear larger than they really are. I thought it was when Kylo Ren FaceTimed Ray. And they could talk to each other because they had that forced perspective because they could see each other. That's right. With his abs. <laughs> and his paleness. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you could see the weedy. <laughs> That's not forced perspective? No. Uh, I don't think so. No. It's forced. <laughs> yeah. It was totally non-consensual. Yeah. It's a different kind of force. She didn't want it. I didn't want it. Nobody wanted <laughs> Nobody it. Nobody wanted it. No, who wanted that? I think Nobody. Raz wanted it, though. She, well, liked, she enjoyed that. Good for her. Well, good for her. I, and, and nothing wrong with that. But I, All right. So like forced perspective, I thought he was say that it was like an art term because you know like perspective in yes, general yes yeah. he it is saying, i was i was making a joke he was saying the real thing no yes. i know you yes. were making a joke yeah, was, yeah. oh okay. all right, yeah, no, class, all right. settle down class settle down i was so, like uh, uh, all right because uh, i thought yeah i knew about kylo wind showing first but yeah I was, okay yeah. Well, let all me right. tell you about so forced perspective is making buildings and objects look taller than they actually are and imagineers manipulate perceived distance between objects as well so taking main street usa so they make the buildings look to be three stories tall but in fact it's not actually three stories tall. Slow down, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Wait a minute. How do they do that? How? So the first floor of a Disney building on Main Street is built to scale, which is, you know, the normal um, whatever a, fl- a floor or story is, normal height. And then the second floor of the building is only five-eighths the size of the first floor. Blowing my mind, That's man. That's crazy. Blowing my mind. Well, yeah. And you know, but like perspective in general, the mm-hmm. further something away is, the smaller it is. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you know, like quantum physics. That's it. That's drawing. That's that's yeah. that's kind of like drawing one on one. Because because all the buildings that surround you on Main Street, right? Mm. Yeah, they are you know they're a good size compared to what you're walking. So therefore, right when you there's open space. Mm. Mm-hmm. By the castle, mm-hmm. so there's nothing to compare it to. Yeah, right? the height of the castle and the, the objects. Because if like Main Street existed on an atom, right, <laughs> in an alternate dimension, yes, and the castle was on its was own plane, was in its own dimension, yes. Could right. you visualize time through space if you could fold it with yeah. string theory? As possible, wow. But if you had the dark hole, anything's possible. Mm. Or mm. the dark saber. You know, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of like when you're traveling on an interstate and you see that tree way in the distance. Looks like it's barely moving, but the tree's right next to you, like whizzing by. Your face. <laughs> it's like, Whoa. yeah, yeah. But that tree way in the distance, like, eh, it's barely moving. Right. Why, why does it always look like there's a puddle of water in the interstate when you're approaching it and then it evaporates by the time uh, you get there? You're dehydrated. Oh, so oh, shit. <laughs> you're seeing a mirage of water. I am. It's a myriad. Oh. Right, okay. So the castle then looks bigger than when you walk on it. It's smaller is what you're yeah, saying yeah. in the Force Perspective land of the Wheaties at Disney? Yeah, cause they pulled it from their, their movie tricks, man. It's just like you're saying with your art stuff. It's, they, they, that's one of their movie and musical theater or theater in general tricks. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. This. Yeah, I mean... So like so, the first floor is you know normal size. The second level is five eighths, and then the third floor is half the size. Put it this way: it's like when people take pictures and they look like they're holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa, or you know if they're they're holding the Eiffel Tower, or if you remember from Kids in the Hall, I'm squishing your face, I'm squishing your yes. face. Yeah. It's that perspective. Yeah, I'm squishing your head. I'm squishing yeah. your head. Yes, okay. it's that kind of thing. Gotcha. I mean, it, another great perspective is uh, Kevin just said it is the Eiffel Tower in um, Epcot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. a good point. It looks like it in this, but it really isn't. Yeah looks like it's like really tall but you know you take the skyway now or what's that uh the thing in the sky what's that thing called skynet skynet Skynet. Skynet. it's after you 
Yeah. Going to send a T-1000 after you. But you see the Eiffel Tower, and then, you know, you see it in the park, and it looks really tall, but you see it from the um, the Skynet, and it looks, you know, a lot smaller than it really perspective. You know, another another version of this is the floating mountains in Pandora. That's mm. pretty good. I, yeah. I like that one. Keith, could, do they use forced perspective on the Swiss Family Robinson stairs? So I don't think those sons of that high <laughs> yeah. because it looked doesn't look so bad but when i start climbing i'm like why did i do this i'm out of breath it's my knees hurt Ugh. that's another you know forced perspective a tower terror is another one you know it's the the ground level's normal size and then as the building goes higher they make smaller windows so it actually makes it look like it's further away that's pretty cool yeah oh i thought you could, i thought you were gonna say something like the road gets higher when you get to a certain uh, part of the attraction but okay I didn't know that about the I tell you what, there's one trick that they try to do that never convinces me. And that's at the top of the Be Our Guest restaurant with that little itty bitty. Oh my god, castle. yeah, no, that <laughs> that one does not convince me. And I can tell that sucker's small. That is the <laughs> perspective <laughs> in the world. Nothing's yeah. forced. I don't even feel violated. It looks like a Lego <laughs> castle. <laughs> But I got one of those at home. You ain't impressing me. But that, that's another example, though, because it's more in a hill, so it makes you think, even though it doesn't fool Kevin, you know, that it's actually smaller than it really, you know, that it's in the distance. It don't fool anybody. It looks like a like a restaurant and the rocks and stuff like that. And then up as, like you're supposed to believe that just you're entering in the castle through the this entrance, which brings you to the restaurant area as part of this one huge castle it looks like you're entering into like some kind of a canyon like a yeah, like a hill or yeah, yeah like canyon a hill. hill yeah and it just so happens to be like a little itty bitty castle up there it, it no it i'm with kevin on this one i don't think that force perspective works very well and and you know i can understand it because they didn't want it to dwarf the actual castle that it's right behind but at the same time it's like i don't know this this one doesn't work for me no it never did i it, yeah it was almost it was noticeable immediately like i remember seeing the concept art and i'm like man they're gonna do this oh that's cool and then you actually see it and it's like yeah that doesn't that is nowhere near close to convincing. I don't know. That could be something that you like to explain to us. And like at some point, maybe the different shows, like why that one doesn't work, but the rest of them do. Uh, I don't know if it's like vantage point of the angle. Maybe we're too close to the thing to notice that it's, that it's far enough or we're too close to notice that it's actually closer than it actually is. Oh, we're on the same level with I, it. Yeah. It might be it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. There's a, there's a, a, with the artistic visual artistic thing, there's a lot of things regarding perspectives and angles and all this kind of stuff that uh, will convince you. And, and uh, they just did it too small. Just, I think, man, if they would so, they yeah. needed to do it at a pretty decent size and they they scrimped on it maybe beyond the tracks <laughs> so yes. it's like you know oh we were actually doing it <laughs> and it looks like it yeah because i tell you that one does not fool me no <laughs> like, no it's like that is small <laughs> there's no doubt that is small can't fool me definitely compensating and so is that little itty bitty trail is going up to it terrible it's good it's terrible good. it's all good yeah i mean it's also if you, you look at the castle the castle is the perfect example of forced perspective i mean they have those those little windows in the towers but from a distance it actually makes it look like it's really taller than it really is yeah you, you really notice that when you see a character up there yeah you're absolutely right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the character does it that that is a good example of them doing it right though because without something right there to give you a sense of scale you, your mind is totally blown and, and you believe what you're seeing yeah like the Epcot ball how would you would you say that was a, a good example? no no 
No, because it's just round. No, it's that's a like round ball. Big. Yeah, it's a big brown ball. But you know what's behind it mm. is the American Adventure, like way across the lagoon. That has, well, I guess, what is it? Reverse? Or reverse, something? yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. reverse force perspective. So that's actually a three-story building. But because colonial buildings were only two stories tall, they actually scaled it the opposite way. So instead of from the bottom being really tall and then the top level is getting smaller and smaller, they did the opposite. So the windows on the top floors are actually larger than the windows on the ground floor. So it's just, yeah, they just kind of mess with your head and your sight just to make you think buildings are a certain way. They do it with lines where, like, you can never see how long the line is because the line's never in a straight path. It's always curving, and you got to go around a corner, and every single time you around a corner, you're like, well, that's the right... No, it's another line. <laughs> that's curvilinear perspective. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know what used to piss me off with that one? is uh, It's now defunct, but the great movie ride. Okay. Oh, when you go into yep. the theater... I yes. mean, I can understand that the idea is that we're all sitting in a the theater watching these movies. Yeah, but you had, like, the... What do you call them? The straight... Ba- what do you call them? The, the, the switchbacks. Switchbacks. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, the switchbacks outside, but when you got in, you're like, okay, I'm going to get it. But you had more switchbacks. Yeah, more switchbacks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, man, come on. <laughs> I mean, and, and they give you, like, the, the little hostess at the end for hope. Yes. You know? And that's <laughs> so it. close. But, like, all the switchbacks on the way back down, like, how many times did you see the theater, like, in the coming attractions thing? Like, you must have saw that play, like, four oh, times. I, so I knew every trailer going into this. Right. Thing. By the time you got all the way down there, like, a really good, like, I remember watching Pirates of the Caribbean when they did this. And, like, you know, well, when they did this, I mean, it's still like that, but the line's never as long, where every turn, I remember as a kid, I'm like, okay, finally, we we just got done with the cannons. No, we're in another room. Like, it, it just never... Like, you always thought that you were going to end, where if you could see the line for what it was, you'd be like, yeah, screw that. I ain't getting into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do that for a reason. I mean, if you had the line for Pirates of the Caribbean and it was just a line outside and it went all the way to Main Street, would you get on that, would you get on that line? Nope. Nope. No. But if you go into a building and you don't realize where the end of the line is, of course you're going to get on. Plus you're in the shade. But you know, you know what's bad about that too is is Space Mountain. Oh yeah, you ain't seeing a damn thing until nope. you get in there. Yep. And then you don't see the switchbacks until you're like past the little control tower. It's like, dang, how long is this line? Like we about to populate a, ho- a whole nation up because you, you see like a little tail, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a few people hanging out. And at the end of the night, they keep the line outside, so you think, oh, it's a long line, and then you walk right on. So it's just, yeah, it's just interesting the way Disney does different things. So another kind of visual item besides force perspective is sight lines. Okay. Yeah, uh, sight that's lines. a good yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, they pulled that from theater, yeah. So, you know, like you're in Adventureland, and the only hotel you can see from Adventureland, and it was purposely put there, is the Polynesian. And... Tomorrowland, you can see the contemporary. So it it all kind of makes sense. That's why when they're always making a new attraction, they always see those sight balloons because they want to see what your sight lines are. You know, and, and one of the more famous uh, examples of that is the tower. Oh, in Morocco. Yeah, in Morocco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Tower of Terror is painted. The exact same color scheme exactly as Morocco, scheme yeah. as Morocco is when you see it from behind, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Cause, because you can see it because those two parks are very close, but you know, at the right angle, you could see. Oh, there's the tower. <laughs> I do think some of their sight lines got blown a little bit with the new um, Skyliner. The Skyliner. Whenever I would walk up, was it uh, Summit Plummet or Humonga Kaubunga? Like in the water parks, when you get in those water slides, where you get to climb all the way up to. The, tippy top of the highest point in the parks like you could see outward and see like oh wow look at that that's where such and such is and you can see so many different areas when you get that was some one of the draws 
of of if you had the fortitude <laughs> to climb, yeah, right. you wanted it bad enough. <laughs> yes, if you wanted it bad enough, you're like, oh my god, I can kind of see the layout of the park from Kawabunga. here. Cowabunga. Yeah, or but like you'll think of it in reverse. Like so now you stay at that resort and you're like, I want that side where I can see that area. So you know, uh, double. What do you what would you call it? Double incentive. Entendre? No. Double rainbow. Double rainbow. Double rainbow. Double Jeopardy! Speaking of rainbows, that's a really good segue now. There you go. There you go. That's a sight line for you. You're welcome. So the next thing that Disney does with visual is, have you ever guys ever heard of color theory? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, went to school for that. Yes. Yes, Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, What, uh, yellow, blue, big, green, and like you put like uh, cool colors, warm colors together. Contrasting colors. Hues. Yeah, man. Okay. Tell us about the colors. Yeah, tell us about the colors. Yeah, so color theory is how color influences um, your emotions and your decisions. And most of the time, it's uh, subliminal as well. So to use the first example, so let's talk about the color red. Red is a color that most people get excited response when they see it. They associate it with love, excitement, and passion. You know, that's why Valentine's Day, you know, heart's red and all that. So I'm sure you guys, you know, figure that out. But no, no, no. no. It makes sense that you say that. I just didn't really think of it. I mean, but there was inside out anger. He was red. I guess he's just really passionate. Yeah, or he's <laughs> in love. Hey, ain't nothing going to piss you off more than being in love. Oh, you speak the truth very well, sir. <laughs> if I may, this is apropos in the world of feng shui. Please, sir, swag away. The color red ignites your passion. Mm-hmm. It inspires oh. activity and opens your heart to the world. Yes. Mm. And in this fact, Disney World. Walt <laughs> Disney's World. I like it. How about that? I feel the calmness Kevin, of the swayness. Yes, when, sir. When do you think it'll open its heart to you? <laughs> Tonight, our dealer. Yeah, <laughs> that's passion. Well, red and red is a primary color, right? Like, I mean, like RGB. If you were like doing like using Photoshop, what does I Ruth mean, Bader Ginsburg had to do with this? Oh well, you know, she made the way for color theory. Oh, oh okay. she created color theory. She's like two centuries years old. Yeah, God bless her heart. There she did know. a lot. Yes, but uh, yeah, red is. It's a primary color, just like, uh, you know, like uh, green, blue and blue. green. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hex color is website. Yeah, absolutely. So red also is an interesting color. Red also makes you hungry. Really? So, here. so if you think about it, what color is that? Like basically the colors of Casey's Corner. Red. Well, hot dogs are red. Well, I guess like McDowell's. Yeah, they got red in it. McDonald's has red in it. Yeah, oh yeah, they made they made their money off McDowell's though. No, they did. <laughs> that was a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. When I look at Kung Pao Chicken, that's red too. Denny's, that's true. Denny's is red and yellow. A lot of restaurants out like if you if you think about it, the color outside Disney restaurants, a lot of they use a lot of red. But that's just red. Now I think about it, it's red and yellow because like Denny's. Yeah. McDonald's, yep. Burger King, Burger Chick-fil-A, King. Chick-fil-A has Chick-fil-A. red and white, yep. but it's still red. Another one. Doesn't yep. Wendy's use red Wendy's and yellow? Wendy's has red, yep. yeah, absolutely. Hulk- red and yellow. Hulkamania? Is Hulkamania, red? yeah, absolutely. Red and yellow? Two big primary right. colors. That, red right. and yellow. Kodak? <laughs> Kodak when they're around, yeah, absolutely. Red and yellow. I'm still caught up on uh, Hulkamania. Uh, it's running wild. Hulkamania. Hulkamania. Lego. Lego's another red and yellow. That's true. Red and yellow. must be something. About the, like shell, that's shell another station, yes. yes. Oh wow, yes. There must be something about those colors, red and yellow. They pop out though. They yes. pop out. Those so are two bright, vibrant colors. So red makes you hungry, and what does yellow do to you? Is it calm you? Yellow basically makes you happy. Oh, so, okay. You know, it evokes like a happy emotion. So if you combine you being hungry with you being happy, there you go. So would you say it's a sweet emotion? Sweet emotion. emotion. 
So if I may, in a feng shui world, oh yes, yellow wakes up any room with like the rising sun. Oh, it's the color of sunlight. It is cheerful and uplifting. Yellow vibes always lighten and brighten any home or office. Mm. Mm. I knew a girl named Sunshine One. <laughs> <laughs> she might be yellow too. Is she yellow? Is she yellow? <laughs> Turn this. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Say that loud and proud. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to catch that. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> so red's used in a lot of outside a lot of Disney restaurants. You're walking by, you see the red, you see the yellow. You get happy, you get hungry, you want to go inside the restaurant. Of course, you can't. Because you didn't make your 180-day dining reservation, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you get happy, you get hungry, you say your prayers, you take your vitamins, and yeah. what you gonna do? I'm, no. I'm sorry, sir, but we're all full for tonight. No, that can't be right. <laughs> the primary colors are never wrong. But if you call WW Dine, you can find a different reservation. What mm-hmm. color are they? <laughs> or you do quick service, so hey. Yes, yes. And one cool thing about red, uh, the color red, as everyone knows, Main Street is red, but that particular shade of red, Disney consulted with Kodak at that time to get the perfect shade of red to where when they took pictures of the uh, families with the castle that it had the right pop. So it's it's a very specific shade of red that they use on main on the actual Main Street concrete. And that's supposed to be that they're rolling the red carpet out for you, right? That's true too. That's the theming of it. But uh, once they had the red in mind for that, they had to get the exact right red to make the photos come out right. Well, one interesting story that I heard about this kind of thing, and it really didn't have anything to do with Disney, was uh, Wes Craven. You know who Wes, Wes Craven, Craven is? Yeah. That name sounds familiar. I don't he's know. He's a horror is. movie director. He did Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that kind of stuff. So he said that he was reading like a scientific, he was reading an article in like Scientific American Weekly, whatever the f. He was reading this article, and it said that red and green together paired together with the two hardest colors for the human mind to perceive paired one by one, which is why Freddy Krueger wears a red and green sweater. So he purposely chose because of color theory as, as we're talking about. So he's not Christmassy. No, <laughs> there's more than two. Yes. I love care of the theory. What do you else you got? This is awesome. Yeah. So going back, so green and blues are common colors on people. So generally you'll find them kind of in like first aid centers, kind of the baby care centers and more quieter parts of the park where they like just where you can sit on a bench and just like relax. So they're kind of in more of those areas. Well, if I may interject with some feng shui is green also invokes and this is apropos to what Keith just said. Green invokes family harmony. The energy to start new projects, so that suggests you're refreshed and you're ready to head back out and conquer the parks, and upward growth. Yes, how about that? And making it rain. And making it rain. Yes. And, and money. It's the color of money. In casinos, it works for that, too. And pool <laughs> halls. <laughs> Yeah, so Disney also has another type of green. It's uh, specifically called Galloway Green. So it's used if Disney wants to hide something. So if they want to hide a utility box or a backstage area, they'll basically the area will be painted like the certain shade of Galloway Green. Hence, go away. You're not really seeing this. It kind of blends in and you don't really notice it. Yeah. Oh, it's exactly. like a darker yeah. green, I would imagine. Uh, actually, I think it's a lighter green, isn't it? it, it it's, I think it's, it's kind of made to like like Kevin said to blend in with the vegetation in that area if it's like utility box or something like that. Yeah, it's not it's not too green. It's definitely not light, but okay. it's like in between to where it's like, like you don't middle. pay attention to it. 
Okay. I want to say there's more white in it than anything more else. More neutral. Yes, more neutral. It's a more neutral green. It's interesting. And you know what? Next time we go down there, I'm going to do a, a whole, like... <laughs> How many I'm, areas are neutral? No, I'm going to just say, like, here, I found you a Gora Green. Gora Green doesn't work on me. That's what I'm going to do. Did you notice Gora Green? <laughs> I'm going to do a whole video series next time we go to the parks. It's it's like like a hide and seek kind of thing. That's right. Hey. It is. I'll play hide and seek with the Disney Imagineers. <laughs> I found you. Gora Green ain't working this time. Right. Count to 10 again, dude. I gotcha. Kevin, I'll find the exact shade of green and then he'll hide in that go away green oh that, that that'd be a good idea like when when, it, when it's time to go home at night when they, they're like okay everyone's gotta leave it's park closing just go in the grow go away green yeah i'll just section. go to my go green area yes and my then outfit. they won't they won't even know yeah just again. wear make sure you wear a go away green shirt right match yes. with it and yes. then they'll be like hey i can't tell if someone's there or not but i don't want to go by them cast right. be like how many is in your party oh i can't see i don't know i want to go closer <laughs> but something tells me to Go away. <laughs> it's like that woman in Animal Kingdom, Divine, how she just kind of blended in. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, Divine just, yeah, she blended right into the environment, man. Divine, she fine. Damn, she fine. I tell you, man, go away, Green. That sounds like some kind of spooky Halloween like trickster character kind of thing. Away, green. Go away, Green's going to get you. <laughs> Watch out. It's like swiper, no swiping. Go yes. Green, go, go, go away. Eat your green beans, all, all the go away's going to get you. Don't yes, do right. it again. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, another color and transitioning in, speaking of spooky, so purple is a color that does creativity and imagination and obviously one of the Mardi Gras colors. But what's the main featured color in the Haunted Mansion? Uh, purple. purple, yeah. yeah. The symbolizes, you know, spirituality and ghost and, you know. I thought I like the wallpaper. Like, that's the, that's the reason why I chose the wallpaper? like the purple well yeah because it, it invokes the uh, spirology um spirituality that, that yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Because like, that's the only place I remember the purple. Like, because I think of the Haunted Mansion, I think more of the bluish. Uh, well, hue. think of um, some of the uh, outfits that their um, cast members wear. They wear, you know, the women are wearing those. I think there's purple hue in that, like their dress or there's whatever. Some green no. in there too. Green. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, rec- I recognize it more as like a. Um, it could green. be a purple, it's like, like a bluish gray. I thought it was like, yeah, I thought yeah. it was like a, a dark. Like I thought it was like a black and a, and a green or whatever. But I mean, the wallpaper, yeah, has purple. Yeah, yeah the wall. Some of the wallpaper has purple. Some of it, some, yes. some of it does not. But that man, that's that's such a that's such an interesting question. I'm sorry, I'm going way too far on it because he's like, well, what color do you recommend? I mean, do you recognize for the Haunted Mansion? I'm still, I'm still sitting here like... Well, there's a lot. There's, there's, there's a lot of colors there, there but... Yeah. It depends on, on what area of the Haunted Mansion that you're in as well, right? Right, but if you look behind you there where it says Tomb Sweet Tomb, that's purple lettering with a black background. Let me uh, let me offer the Feng Shui. Maybe this helps oh, tie this in. Kev Shui. I thought it was Feng Shui. Why do you keep oh, saying Feng, feng shui? shui? I don't know. I don't want to say Feng Shui, but you, it's Feng, feng Shui. You're, yes, Asian. Yes. you're Asian. I'm taking your word for it. No, that's... <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and you got the shirt for it. Your shirt Yes, making me very is. you know happy and but calm. purple indicates to them financial prosperity self-worth and manifesting abundance i don't get that one i'm not saying they're wrong but you know they're looking for that hundredth that one thousandth ghost yeah so maybe all these things are meant to pull you in and say come join us i'm going to go with keith's definition of purple <laughs> why don't y'all have a hookah off and whoever wins the hookah off like hookah just, off? yeah y'all hookah each other and whoever wins like you know that Gets to define what purple means. What they got to do to hook each other? They got a hookah. Hookah, hookah, like hookah. Smoke a hookah? Yeah, no, you got, you got to do a hookah. Oh, a haka. Oh, oh, is that oh a, the is haka. That like a I was about to say, what I'm ready to smoke a hookah. Like in, like, in the Polynesian, that's what you mean? Well, I don't know all this stuff. No, but I'm 
sounded interesting. He said, he said hookah. I was about to smoke, man. Yeah, that's what I was like, let's make. I'd be like all like that freaking caterpillar in yeah. Cinderella. I'd be they, like, let's go. They both sounded like cool challenges. Uh, <laughs> hookah, yeah. Let's go all day. How, about so hookah, How about a hookah? And then after you do the, hookah, you try to do a hookah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be talking. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to kill anybody. But it's purple. This is why it doesn't pay to try to understand other people's culture. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like that. I'm sitting here like, I'm the hookah, you know the hookah. No, 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 no I'm, I'm, I'm totally down with the hookah. Oh, I'm but see, that's why we all here together because like we just translated what everything came out to be. It came out with a, a cool concept. I'm still so. good with the hookah off. I don't know. I'm stuck on that. No, I'm with no, you. No, I'm, I'm, with, I'm down with that. Hookah haka. That'd be a great vacation. Like totally all that. Well, why don't y'all haka each other off and y'all can <laughs> figure it out? Yeah, just don't haka on me, okay? Yeah. I'm very sensitive about that. Okay, that sounds dirty. I think, okay. Oh. Oh. Back to I do, you know, hooah, hooah, but you know, don't haka on me. All right, so purple, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty much color theory, and that's pretty much the uh, visual. So we only have two more senses here. So um, so the next sense you have is taste. So, I mean, Disney's the king of that. I mean, they have a whole festival having to deal with food. I mean, there's so many restaurants around Disney World. Disney does psychology with you where they just give you a whole bunch of, you know, eating choices, various restaurants. Well, I mean, the, the, the entire eating experience at Disney is in and of itself a vacation <laughs> like it's it's a, one of the key components of your disney vacation is the dining i mean that's why there are so many restaurants and that's why you have to make your dining reservations 180 days out and, and things like that it, it's it's a it's almost like a vacation from your diet it's like where else would you eat corn dogs and churros Ooh. and rice crispy treats Ooh. and funnel cakes and yes. hunks of meat served at the Polynesian restaurant. I miss Ohana. Right. When you're at home, you would never eat like this or else you, you would die. There's a reason why they say calories don't count at Disney. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, they count. You just, you're walking them off. <laughs> well, yeah, you're walking them off. That's exactly right. That's it. It's the one place in the world where you're not like focused at all on what you're eating. And you're eating a lot of times. You're eating terrible stuff. I mean, you're eating stuff that's not necessarily not. You mean that? You mean as far as health wise, not taste wise? Well, yeah, like uh, you know, turkey legs and Mickey waffles. And <laughs> no, turkey legs that's healthy. bad. Yeah. Turkey <laughs> legs is healthy for you. That's leaner meat. Uh, that is slander. Sir. Yeah. What are you <laughs> talking shame. about? You cannot be on this show talking like that's lean meat. Yeah, up until the point that they smoke it with a lot of chemicals. <laughs> All right, but that's lean chemicals. Yes. It's not even real ostrich. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> All right, Narcoozies, good taste. And this guy yes, healthy food. Yes, there, there yes. you go. Healthy Cotton candy, earth. popcorn. Bam! That's uh, what I'm talking about. Corn is a vegetable. <laughs> yes, and it's, and it's good for your healthiness because it's yellow. There you go. Like, seriously, like, I've come home and, like, there are things that you sample in Disney. Like, if you go to Baseline, they have that blood orange hard cider yes that you can get over there and they have uh, obviously if you go to italy and do wine tasting they have rosa regali which is another well-known one and all those things are available at your at your own home you can find them at most well-stocked alcohol stores and you try them here and it's not the same no it's not <laughs> it's never the same you're like you know after a couple of sips you're like eh, it's too sweet i'm starting to wonder if it's like all the combination of senses makes it good there like where you are, what you see, what's what going on, feel, experience yeah, the day what before. You taste, yeah, all of it combined. You're missing because you only have the taste part and maybe the visual part because you're drinking that 
thing, but you're missing the other senses that go with it. You're missing that background music in Italy or, you know, the smells of whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it completes the whole package. Yeah. 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 You're missing out. You're missing out. You're missing out. You're missing out. You're missing missing out. out. Like, yeah. you, you know, <laughs> a lot of times when you go to Disney, I mean, your time at Disney, your vacation is not complete. Like if you did not get a reservation at Narcoozies or at California Grill, or if you know you're not going to be eating at Ohana, it's almost like your, your vacation feels incomplete. Like, oh, what do you mean I'm not eating at 1900 Park Fair for breakfast? And, and that's a good point, Danny, because, you know, Disney not only is one of the few places where they take taste and then they combine it with their character. So you have, you know, character dining. No, I'll tell you what, if you want to take it to vacation and stuff, we're talk- we just talked about colors. Um, you know you're on Disney property when you see those red and purple signs. Yes. Yeah. Oh. You know you've left that the the real world when you and you've got on Disney property when you see those signs. Oh, Feng Shui master, please educate us. What does the purple and the red mean together? What is it? What are they meant to convey? Well, I mean, it, I, I was trying to research this, and a lot of people, uh, uh, they well, they lead to like a definite design element that was from famous designer that that we used Mickey as an inspiration for those particular colors. But if I'm going with what you and Keith both said, it makes you hungry for imagination. And it makes you <laughs> energized to be on property. Okay. Yeah, you got and you got the red, so it's energized, because you're, you're, and everybody gets excited when you see those that purple marquee. I love those Welcome signs. Welcome to Disney. I love the, I mean, you know, I people, want one of them signs in here. You know, I tell you what, they need to stop, have, have like a little parking area so you can take pictures with the damn sign. Yeah. <laughs> they have signs that say, please don't stop, keep going. But mother people are going to stop and take pictures regardless. So why don't you just make like a little rest area so people can take pictures with the sign? Because that's a good like idea. A, actually, I mean, that's like here it is. Here's regardless of where you enter, which is the main entrance or the Western way or, or off of I-4. Everybody stops to take a picture by those damn signs on the interstate. If you go like on eBay, like apparently like, every once in a while, somebody will go figure out a way to rip those signs down and sell them on eBay, but you got to go show up to their house because it's a big sign that you can't just like have shipped to. Now, I would never, you know... Oh, I hope someone does that gets caught so I can add that to a fraudulent no, no, tale. No, <laughs> no, next time we go, we got to drive. I'll take my pick or one of our pickup trucks. Okay. And we'll go visit one of those stores that have a lot of surplus mm-hmm. <laughs> and just buy some... <laughs> from surplus <laughs> oh i thought you were talking about breaking in a warehouse no 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 that no. warehouse i mean they, they have stores in there around like winter garden or lakeland that have like uh, surplus disney stuff which you don't use anymore which would be great okay because i was like that's a bucket list thing that, okay oh i can bring my trailer with my truck or we can tie it to your truck it doesn't matter we this can is just, very uh, oceans 11 that's what yeah that's what i was thinking uh but okay, I'm okay with that me too but i was gonna say as far as like the meals concerned like uh, I think a good thing to kind of combine the senses that we've had so far that we talked about is uh is like let's say like character breakfast 1600 right 1900 1900 thank you right now you get oh, 1900 park fair there's a 1600 but it's only 300 less less yeah, yeah. so it you get less good. of food not the right. same colors yeah. I, I appreciate you that you get one egg omelet <laughs> they, can't, they can't work here <laughs> probably still serve you mushroom bobbers damn them uh, that's 1900 with no characters that's 1600 <laughs> yeah. oh, that's right that's it that's- I was just saying that you have the combination of the characters coming out they're in all of these different bright colors right right and like think about so you're having your exceptional breakfast supercalifragilistic yeah you're right, right and so like you're like alright cool you eat the breakfast and then bam like Tigger comes out now here's a bright orange tiger orange and white and yeah as soon as you see him you're like wow I granted everybody loves Tigger but like you the colors visually when you see it you're like like boom 
Your breakfast is enhanced, right? Just like that. The experience. You're saying your breakfast tastes better. No, I'm saying the experience. Wait, let, let me take it to this. This is devoid of color, right? Maybe one color. Those breakfast buffets are great. But let me tell you this one a food item that is awesome. The f- smells like a waffle. It tastes like a waffle. But the fact that it looks like Mickey makes it all the better. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just like, oh, there's like a mound of Mickey waffles. I'm just like, I got to eat every freaking one of you guys. Get it. Get you know? it. It's a freaking waffle. Yeah. I can make that in my house. But no, when I'm there in the buffet and it's mounds of Mickey waffles, I want to eat every one of those. That's what I'm talking about. That's it. And it's only one color. Maybe two colors if they burned a little bit. A little but bit. But still, it doesn't matter. It's a it's a very neutral color, but you see the fact that it's a Mickey face, and you're just like, this is the best waffle ever. And my, in your mind, your kids love it. My kids love the Mickey waffle. And it's so soft. You just cut right into it. Tastes yeah. great. It goes back to taste. Like, it's like, we have the Mickey. Yes. Yes. We have the mix. We both have the mix. We have the, uh, the, the, the waffle iron. Waffle iron. But, it looks like it, but it never tastes tastes the same does it taste no. the same it gets to the point where you're like you're blaming the syrup it's like it's gotta be the damn syrup and i don't know what syrup they're using you think they gave y'all like cheaper batter no, but or it's something? like it's got no but it's gotta be the same damn batter but for the reason that you're in there and you see it there makes it that much better. it just tastes better it looks better it feels better everything is better smells better even it smells better at disney and lord knows it's been sitting in that damn pan in that hot water pan for it's a freaking food service probably pan. with the mushrooms that they put down like damn that was mounds of mickey waffles are the best damn things ever <laughs> you are like man that i'm telling you you do a mickey waffle haka and no one will stop you ever again or a hookah whatever oh, a hookah, whatever you want yeah hookah or haka yeah i mean w- it, whatever tickles your taint we're talking about sense with the show it's like it's like it doesn't matter it's like the, the one thing that kills you you got the smell, the taste, but the freaking look of Mickey. It's just like, those are the best waffles it's in that the, park It's the complete package. It's the complete package. That's, that's I, I for one. It. This is a proven scientific fact. Everything tastes better if it's shaped like a Mickey. That's true. Mickey bars, Mickey waffles. It is a proven fact that everything tastes better as a Mickey shape. If it's in a Mickey shape, it's going to be better. How come we haven't gotten a Mickey-shaped steak? Oh, that'd be... it has to be a filet mignon. <laughs> I'm good with that. Two little bacon ears or something, you know? Oh, yeah. No, if I got a, a Mickey-shaped filet mignon, I'd still buy that sucker. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, they welcome. I'd eat the ears first. Yeah. Body, put, some, yeah. Like, put some sauce on the side, a little smiley yeah, face like right there. A little au jus. Like two ears. Yeah. That would be awesome. I got... Okay, but I got a question Copyright about Magic that. Magic sorry. I got, a, I got a question about... Okay, so like uh, Ohana Breakfast, when we did that, right? That was not a... It wasn't a terrible breakfast, but it wasn't like ooh, it, was, it wasn't 1900 Park Fair, right? Right, but didn't they have did they have waffles, Mickey waffles in there? Or I they believe do. they did. Yes, they yes. Did. Okay. One last thing on taste. One <laughs> last right, thing about go that. ahead. There are certain tastes that when you go to Disney, you crave them, and you can't get them anywhere else, like a turkey leg, like the turkey leg, like the or the cronut, the cronut, the carrot cake cookie yeah there are just certain things where you wait an entire year that for me it was a smoky portobello mushroom soup until they did oh, away with god that. i wish i could that was good you could, you yeah. could only have that one place and so yeah when there are certain items that you wait for like look we can all look up a recipe and make a magical star or a lapu lapu or whatever the hell but it just never tastes the same as when you taste it on disney property oh you're absolutely right you're absolutely yeah. right 
All right, Keith, where are we at, man? All right, so the last sense we have is touch or tactile. So a couple good examples with this is um, when you go to Animal Kingdom and you do Tough to Be a Bug, and at the end of the uh, the movie, they've announced the bugs are going to leave first, and then you feel like you're getting poked in your butt. That is my favorite part of the show. Catches me every time, and we did a show, right? Mm-hmm. Danny butt, like how yes. that happens. We did a whole show on what Kevin likes touching his butt. Yes, and it was a good show. You'll love it. Well, it's the male G-spot. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's nice to open yourself up to a bug or anybody at that point. But- I remember the first time I got on the thing, I was like, Oh, really? Disney, we're going here? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, family, we're sitting here for a second. Yeah. Don't let daddy go from here. No, you know what's funny is like on that, attra- that attraction, <laughs> yeah. Like you always know somebody that hasn't been, like that's one of the few attractions yeah. where you that's know the best. someone has not been on oh, that before. Oh, God, Because yeah. when it happens, you always say, ah. You're setting them up. You're like, wait, no, we got to set. We got to let the bugs go. We got to let the bugs go. And then you're like, oh, my. Even if it's someone you don't know, someone is telling that person the same thing you just said, oh, yeah. and there, and you hear that yeah. every time. And you know what, what? One of those things is along the same lines is the mouse thing that used to be in Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Yeah, exactly. Because the, the funniest part is that you know you hear it. It's like, oh, the mouse got released to the audience, and then you hear the growing sounds of people going, oh, ah, ah, and then it gets <laughs> to your seat, and everybody's like, and if you, yeah, if you're with a person that's never been here, yeah. they're like, oh my god, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're messing with your legs. It, yes. it, it's perfect. Oh, no, no, it's it. absolutely perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm, I waited till my kid was nine. And brought her on there. I'm like, she's old enough to handle it and freak the hell out. Not not only when, I mean, that's one thing when the maggots roll past underneath your butt, but when the, the hornets poke you in the back. Oh, that one. Oh, that's yeah, right. that's another one. Or, or when Chili's throwing those poison quills Damn. and they're boom, whizzing past you and you feel the sensation of the wind on your face. Kind of like we were talking about that before. Like if you go in Avatar and you're, you're soaring through and you feel the mist hitting your face as you're going and just helps sell the idea that you're flying over a large body of, of water. Yeah, yeah. Danny, that's a great point because it's not because they're, they're blowing air. It's not a, a smelling thing. It's a sensory thing that you're feeling with your body and your skin cells and everything else where things are whizzing by you. And you're not seeing it. You're not seeing it, but you're feeling it. It's kind of like in Disneyland, the Indiana Jones, when you go through that little tunnel and you see this, you know, you know that scene where the spears are going through. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then you, but you feel the... You you don't see it, but you feel the feel wind, the wind. And, and but you still duck. You're right. so it's yeah. like, oh, you know? <laughs> right. but that, that's the exact same thing. That's Your exact mind thing. would swear something whizzed past you and it's just a blast of air to the face. And that goes back to touch. That's all yeah. it is. That's all it is. It's, it, yeah. There you go. Look, uh, Galaxy's Edge, right? We go, you go there, you're on the Millennium Falcon. You, you, you're screaming at everybody. Hey, dodge this, dodge that because everything is shaking. Oh, and everything is moving. The, the ship is moving. Yeah. Star Tours, all those simulator rides. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Making you crazy. Yeah. Another interesting one is uh, back in the day, Stitch's Great Escape. We have that harness that goes over on your shoulder. So it makes you think you're like psychologically trapped in that specific space. That, that's a perfect example. And another good example is Dinosaur. And Indiana Jones Spectacular. Uh, you you guys know this is not a gas-powered engine, but you swear there's a gas-powered engine in that thing because they have it rumbling. You feel the vibration of the engine and everything else, but it's just an electric ride vehicle. But no, you, they have you convinced with your, you know, you're sitting in the seat and it feels like an engine's rumbling or you're doing whatever. 
and yeah, all of that. It, it's totally tactile, totally taste or touch. Sorry, not taste. <laughs> the experience tastes good, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean another good one, which kind of ties in a lot of things together, is the Frontierland Shooting Gallery. Yeah, yes. wow, Dude, that one, one does all of it, man. It's great. Good one, Keith. So there you have the feel of actually when you shoot the gun, and then you have the sound. You actually have the shot of the pistol or a rifle, and then you have the visual because you actually have the. Um, you know, whatever you're shooting, fall down or knock yeah, down. Yeah, it, re- it reacts to what you're shooting. The Absolutely. only thing that would make it perfect if they would add like the smell of gunpowder. Yes. yes. And then yes. you got a completely immersive attraction. And, and you know, you guys, if you listen to the show, I love the shooting girl. I Me always too. go there. I'm with you too. But if they added that one sense, it'd be like, this is perfect. Oh, you remember when you used to have those cap guns as a kid? And yes. And pop and yes. you could smell the little. Smell and hear and everything yes. else. And maybe even spark if you saw like a spark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you saw yeah. the spark. Yeah. Add that and yeah it's perfect it's, uh, it's a great attraction now I, I would say one of my personal favorite stories of of touch which is a classic for me all the jasmine? time jasmine oh all the time that's a, that's the one thing that oh, forget. you get to hug the character that's it never <laughs> forget the fact that you can go up to your favorite cast member and give them a hug and you can talk to them you can see them i don't know if you want to smell them depending on where you're at but you know you can interact with a character then, yes, I mean, you know, Aladdin didn't want me to fly the carpet, but I, I gave me a good hug on the Jasmine. I surely did. You that's, turned that carpet into a landing strip. That's right. I said, that's <laughs> a my right touch. I don't need a genie to grant this wish. What's happening, baby? No, that's funny you say that because kids love that, you know. That, me taking pictures with Jasmine? No, well, I mean, <laughs> yes. I was like, how much we selling these pictures for, Kevin? <laughs> Ninety nine ninety nine. Three subscriptions of ninety nine ninety nine. This dude. needs to go to yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, but kids love that because you can see the characters. You're combining sight, touch, all those things, senses, all the senses because you're talking with them, even hearing. And it's like I'm talking with this Disney character, and that adds yeah. to believability. I mean, I remember when I, I no joke. Uh, when I remember when we went a long time ago, and I took Hannah when she was young, and Hannah had a little uh, booklet. And we were like, okay, we're going to find all the characters you want. You know, they autograph your little booklet and everything like that. And it it was, you already had an experience, but it was like, you had like, how would you put it? A sub experience. Yeah. You know, it was like a private thing. It was like, we're going to find these characters, and, you know, take pictures with them, hug them. And, and then we met Chip and Dale. They signed stuff. And, yeah. you know, that was a good, I still have the book. Yeah. And that's, that's one of those things that you cannot replace. You know, another thing might be for touch. Would you call Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique? Oh, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Transform your kid to character so that way you can embarrass them when they turn 20, when they both <laughs> walk up by the house. You can keep that. You will. Hey, look, back up to the autograph thing. I tell you what, when you go home, and you feel the back of the page and you know that that character wrote that i mean for kids that's i mean me too maybe but for kids that's definitely like a tactile thing this is like wow this character actually signed my book it happened it's real there's an indentation in this piece of paper and there's ink and so there's a visual there's a tactile there's you know there it's it's amazing yeah Yeah, it's an actual souvenir of your time at this absolutely no it's it's all there's a lot with tactile a lot it's it's just so much oh god i'll give you one of my favorites for me to close it out i should say your mickey band touching mickey to mickey 
Oh yep. yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Yep. The satisfaction that comes when you see that green light and you get to enter the park. Yeah, <laughs> you get you get visual, you yeah. get sound, yeah. you get yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Your room, you touch it, boom, your room door opens, you know, you get your fast pass, whatever. And that satisfaction touching Mickey to Mickey and, and seeing that thing swirl and flash green, there is just something about that. You're like, yeah, yes. I've been approved. I've been chosen. I can go in. Because that cast member is looking at you, too. Right. When you first walk in, you like, yeah. you touch the thing. And they're you like, ain't got no fast Yeah, pass. you're like, no, I got it. I got it. And then like, the day's blue. And they're like, you're like, and it's like a weirdest game show ever. And then it finally like poof. She's like, oh boy, I think you gonna make it. But you, I mean, did. shit, the biometrics, right? That's, yeah, that, that even yep. itself when they used to do that, but it was great. That's awesome. No, the tactile is great. The, the touch part is great. And we we haven't talked even uh, about the streets. So when you talk walking on a different level of the streets, where you go from cobblestone to you know, oh yeah, nice no, that's yep. a lot of that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot. There, there's touch. a lot. There's so much. I mean, you know, even the, it, like. Kilimanjaro safaris you have the rickiness rickiness of the truck but it's not really that rough of a road but they make it so and you also see fake ruts so it looks like people are going through mud the trucks are going through mud even though your truck is really not going through that mud so you have all those different combined elements and the smell of mud to like uh, make you feel like you're really on a safari on off road on a muddy road you know, even though it's like a track that all these trucks have been on before, but all of that combined is just amazing. Absolutely. You know, they, I mean, ah. coming dry so far as is rough. You know, it doesn't have to be that rough, but they make it that rough so it makes you feel like you're actually in the back country of Animal Kingdom and you're on a safari. And like we touched upon, Kevin likes experiences that involve your butt. Yeah, that yeah, are rugged. If you could like if you could poke him in the butt, if you could vibrate his butt, if you could spot. bump his butt, he loves those experiences. With I, a do, Mickey I, waffle. Do, I do. You got to have Mickey Waffle. Oh, man, yeah. I got all the sense. Yeah, that. and shoot if I could shoot a gun eat a Mickey Waffle and have my butt played with is great. Oh, we going to have to pull you out of wherever you are to come host the show. No, y'all just have to go play and I'm just going to stay here. It's, that's my senses. That's what's happened. That's, that's right. what it is cuz it loosens him up and then he finds the bathrooms and we do a show about the best bathrooms. But he's got go away green so you got to so <laughs> no but while I'm in the bathroom then you can talk about your smoking issues or whatever else and that's it and I'm with that yes no, totally I give you time to resolve that this dude's yes. got smoking issues because he cannot talk in the microphone without breathing sounding like deep yeah. throat over here yeah it's, it's rough and then if I'm somewhere I'm too stressed I need yes. to smoke so uh, uh, you know it, no, it's, it's tac- rough the tactile in the Disney parks that is awesome you're that's absolutely right. right no but I can hear you Lord Vader yeah. <laughs> probably need to cut down a little bit <laughs> well that's it is that all five? Is that all five senses? That's we did the five? five senses. Man, so I mean, it almost makes me want to go into other aspects of this thing where they mess with my mind and they mess with the whole emotion thing. But we might have to save that for another show, right? Yep. I think the senses is way, uh, we oversensed everyone from this episode. So yeah. And that's not even touching on like the three or four things that we left off. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll have to do that for another show because it is just so great. I mean, thank you though, Professor X for allowing us to participate in the Dage Room because we are all mutants and I think we distributed some good X power here today. Well, I have to say you guys passed your pop quiz very well. So dismissed. No, but I've got questions. I need to learn more. Teacher, teacher, can you teach me? Next simulation, we oh. fight Sentinels. Or this is a tease for another show. Is that oh, what we're teasing? What are we teasing? Exactly. Yes. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. 
Well, look, man, I, I definitely look forward to, to, to talking about our emotions, how they mess with our emotions, the psychology behind everything that you do. Oh, man, that's, is that going to be the next show about how anger, envy, sadness, and <laughs> what's in the box? What's in the box? How they use those against us at Disney. Oh, man. No, I, I think, Keith, if I'm correct, you, you got the environment thing. You have the emotions thing. What do you got? always be in another episode down the line. I need to record my St. Patrick's Day episode first and uh, uh, yeah, and then yeah, somewhere down the line, definitely. So Keith, thank you, man, so much. This was awesome. No, no problem. I'm glad it uh, worked out a lot better than I thought. So yeah, yeah, we we got it going, and we're good. And we're looking forward to talking about those other aspects of the emotions, the psychology, all that stuff, because there's, there's so much good stuff with this. And we'll, we'll revisit it on another show with another class. Yes, with Professor X. Yes. First class X Men. An- another group of younglings. Yes, another group of younglings. So. Guys, look, man, if you want to get in touch with us to share your opinions of how the five senses have affected you, we'll tell you how to get in touch with us in just a little bit. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that sensual experience through the Disney parks. Sensual look, chocolate! Sensual chocolate! Yeah, yes. everybody, sensual chocolate. Look, that professor good! Yeah! MagicRoyer.com is the way to go if you want to get all those senses up in yourself. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. And if you want to share your opinions, you can get, to, get in touch with us through the following ways. I believe the children are our future. Yeah. Look, shoot us an email at showmagicroyer.com. Oh, shit. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. That's right. Give, Give a them sense. a sense of pride. pride. Yeah. And look, leave us a voicemail via SpeakPipe widget on our homepage. If you want to call or send us a text message, but man, look, we're, we're progressive. You can send us a text message. Text us. Yes. Text us at 1 815 Weekend. That is 1 815 Mo Weekend. 669 4226. Text us. <laughs> Texas. We sound like a Roman emperor. <laughs> I'm, I'm Texas. Texas. <laughs> Texas. Thumbs down. Texas. Texas. Empress yes. Texas. Look, man, yeah, you can send us a text message and we'll respond. We may not do it immediately, but I guarantee you we will respond to your text and we hope to hear from you guys. We love texting with our listeners. We have a lot of listeners that do text with us, so don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And 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 look, in that whole thing that we said before about, you know, uh, the children of the future, and stuff, that's just a reminder to you to go check out Coming to America 2, or just Coming to America, America. the sequel, which will be released on March the 5th. Yes. Yes. So that, oh, that my is, God. That's happening a week from now. That Amazon Prime. Beautiful on Amazon Prime. It will be. Awesome. Beautiful and Tim. Yes. Beautiful and Tim. Peace. You pay a child support? You should There's a God somewhere. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. Uh That's right. All right, guys. Well, look, man, we have a couple guys do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli that does things with comics. Hey, Rob Liefeld here. Deadpool, Cable, X Force, Domino. Marvel Comics, Image Comics, all of it. You guys, what is up? What is up? Eli Ivory. What a great name. Eli Ivory, comic guru. I'm here to talk about you. I am here to say, check out ivorycomics.com. That's right, you. Check out ivorycomics.com. I-V-O-R-Y-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. If you're not doing that, you're missing out. You're missing out. Uh, the Savages comic cannot be beat, cannot be surpassed. You need to check it out. Experience it for yourself. 
and you know the story. It's all about the glory. Congrats to you and all the magic that you're making with your Ivory Comics, Eli Ivory, comic book guru. Check out ivorycomics.com, comic book guru, Eli Ivory, the whole package. Deadpool said to. Do it. Ivorycomics.com, right now. Lightfield out. So you heard what Rob said. You can always check out the Ivory Comics website. And, of course, there's a link to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also find me on Facebook.com. So that's Eli H. Ivory. And as long as you're a real person, you're welcome. But if you're a bot, uh, no thank you. I'm totally good. <laughs> I can't handle no more robots in my life right now uh, or expensive people. How many robots you got in your There's life? a lot of robots. You really? got a, there's not even enough ad blocking. Would you say you have a plethora on. of robots? <laughs> yes. A plethora? <laughs> okay. It's like mutual binario of the of the robots. Got to block them all away. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't even know what that word means, but okay. It's that deep. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that. It's El it's, a, it's an it's an invasion trying to stop it. Of the body snatchers. <laughs> it is. You uh, like the Millennium Man? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Better than Gemini Man. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you can also see our Facebook Project Geisha page, so facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Uh, Instagram, I'm there uh, looking at Lee's uh, recipes and posting up hearts and likes and things there. So EIRE504, you can find me there. And, of course, on Twitter, you can find me at Hancock10166. So if you appreciate the madness, then you're just bringing me the gladness. Thank you very much, and watch out for Skynet. <laughs> And if you want to book a vacation so you can go visit and check out all these awesome things that the Disney puts you through, you can do so through Lee of Magical Moments Vacations. Lee, tell them how to do this. Real easy. Just give me a call at 832-431-1621. That's 832-HUKA-HAKA. 832-H-U-K-A-H-O-K-A. Email me at Lee at MagicRWay.com on Facebook. That's com slash Lostavica Travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A Travel. On Instagram, you can find me at You Got a Friend in Lee Travel. And if you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Go away, Agrinavica! <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I want to thank Professor X. Man, look, yes. thank you for coming on yes, the show. Sir. We always love listening and learning and hearing all the different stuff because it just triggers our memories to a better day has gone past. Well, thank you very much. And if you want to find me, you can find me planning my next holiday episode. I'm planning a St. Patrick's Day episode. Nah, just kidding, guys. Oh. Getting tired of these holiday episodes. So I'm talking about different topics. Oh, I was looking forward to uh, the history of St. I thought we, we were going to talk about the Shamrock Shake and all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you want me to, just let me know. Yeah, so. please. Anything I can learn about the Grimace, I think, would help me in life. <laughs> we all need to learn about the Grimace. Yes, the Grimace is out there, and he's real. That's it. Well, uh, Keith, is there any way uh, the Moicans can find you? I, I know you're in the group and Facebook and stuff, and you chime in every now and then. But uh, uh they can find me on uh, Twitter at Disney Thanksgiving. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you once again. We definitely appreciate it. And look, if you want to support us, there's so many ways to do so, and you can find them all on our website, magicrway.com. Any way in which you can support the show is deeply appreciated. We also want to take a second and thank you for being a loyal listener, and we always love hearing from malicious. Look, all opinions on this show are always welcome to Magic Aria Podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today. So, Moegans, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out! I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Weenies. You know what, Eli?
What? It doesn't matter where I am, but I always have Mad Hatter Radio with me. That's it. It's it all is. about the Mad Hatter Radio heart. It is, man. I have it always with me. Uh, when I'm at work, Mad Hatter Radio. That's it. It's when I'm at home, go. Mad Hatter Radio. When I'm in the John, Mad Hatter Radio. That's right. Fits you like a glove because it's like a hat. I'm a madman in there. Because it's Mad Hatter Radio. That's right. <laughs>